Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. It is week five. Don't worry. We'll get you covered with baseball as well. Monty will have updates throughout the show. A look at fantasy numbers, plus all the action that's happening in these four late games as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I don't know how much parity there is in the NFL, but I know that there are some really, really good teams. One of them is in Miami. Let's go there now as we focus on the Dolphins' win over the Giants. Now, now. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox. Focus. Joining George and I here at week five of the NFL season. He was on the call for Fox watching the Dolphins top the Giants 31 to 16. Kenny Albert joins the program. Hey, Kenny, I, let's dive right in because I know you're short on time. This Dolphins offense just keeps on going and going and going. Did this did this team have any idea that Devin Achan's debut would be this magnificent? Because he's just been an absolute difference maker in these first couple of games for Miami. Well, first of all, great to be with you guys uh, here at the airport following the Dolphins win over the Giants, but I'm not sure they could have predicted this from HN. Uh, three straight 100-yard games on the ground. He had 203 a couple of weeks ago, seven touchdowns in his first four games, which ties an NFL record. That hadn't been done since the 1940s. All seven have actually come in the last three games, but when you look at this Dolphins offense, they put up over 700 yards in their last home game against Denver, 70 points. Over 500 yards today. So many weapons. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa had another, uh, you know, strong performance. He did throw two interceptions. One of them was on a deflected pass. Uh, Tyreek Hill with some big plays. Jalen Waddle right on down the line. So uh, Miami off to a four and one start. First time in 20 years. Yeah. Now when we look at the, you know, going back to the Bills game, how, how important is it for? them to get wins not I mean of course you want to beat the teams you're supposed to beat up on but when they get the Eagles in a couple weeks and then the Chiefs two weeks after that right those are going to be such exciting games to watch they did give up 48 points to the Bills so I know they wanted to uh, raise their level defensively and they certainly did that with seven sacks today Uh, Giants have now allowed 18 sacks in their last two games uh, but from a defensive perspective, uh, much better today than, than uh, last Sunday when they allowed the 48 points to the Bills. And they have Carolina next week, and 
you know, as you said, uh, Philadelphia after that. So um, Mike McDaniel, his staff, they've done a terrific job. And there's a lot of excitement down in Miami, I could tell you that. Kenny Albert joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Saw the Dolphins top the Giants 31-16. to I know New York played without Saquon Barkley. There was no Andrew Thomas again. But I'm not sure if those two guys, I know they'd help. But I don't think they could fill the gaps that we've seen with this team the first five weeks of the season. What does Brian Dable have to deal with? What do they think are the issues to why they've got off to now a 1-4 and four start to the year? Well, it's a great question. They were a team that not only went to the postseason last year, but they won a road playoff game over the Vikings. Um, Saquon Barkley's been a big loss. Their biggest weapon on offense. He's missed three consecutive games. Uh, the offensive line is just decimated. Not only Andrew Thomas, but they have two other starters out today, and then they Lost a couple of guys during the game. Uh, one of them, Ben Bredesen, came back in. But it's just a decimated offensive line. I mentioned the 18 sacks. They've allowed over the last two. And they, they just can't seem to get anything going offensively. Uh, no touchdowns from the offense today. They kicked three field goals, and their only touchdown was from their defense on a 102-yard return. How much of this is just the offensive line, and where, where does does Mac Jones bore any responsibility here, or is it just that he's not being protected? You know, it's probably a combination. When we spoke to uh, Daniel Jones the other day, he said, I have to play much better and raise my level, but the offensive line has to be a big part of it, I'm sure, uh, with, with the key injuries. And, and Jones actually got hurt in the fourth quarter, suffered a neck injury today, so Tyrod Taylor came in, so we'll have to see. Uh, what the reports are during the week leading up to the Giants game against Buffalo next Sunday night. It has not been uh, pretty. Kenny, we know you're short on time, plus hockey starting. It's a busy, busy uh, time for Kenny Albert. We appreciate the time. Dolphins get the win. We'll talk to you later on in the season, Kenny. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Kenny Albert, Fox TV on the call of that Dolphins win over the Giants in Georgia. It allows us to dive in there. Um, I, I do kind of want to talk. Dolphins side of things. I know that the, the Ben Maller says it <laughs> night in and night out. The story is in the losing clubhouse, but it's been more of the same with the Giants. And I just I start to wonder now with the Dolphins, like is this offense with now what A Chan is doing, uh, Tua doing what he does, Tyreek Hill, like is this we talked about it last week, but again, they're just on fire, big plays. Like can this offense make up for maybe the lack of what they are doing on defense? They did get after Daniel Jones today, but it is a question of, again, the Giants' offensive line. They sacked Jones six times and Tyrod Taylor uh, one other time. But I just wonder if this offense is just so good it doesn't matter necessarily what their defense does. Oh, man. I, no, 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 it clearly does. Because if you look at the Bills game, it does matter. <laughs> <laughs> like they that game all by itself proved that you can't give up a trillion points and think that you're going to win. And this and this offense has been shown that they can be slowed down a little bit. This is this is not typical. And, you know, the level that their offense is putting out. And so uh, so we shall see the scary part about. If I'm playing the Dolphins, though, is now with this running game the way that it is. And I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even care about the addition of Chase Claypool. Like, I, I, it's not like a world-beating thing. It's nice to have, but they do enough damage with when Jalen Waddle's on the field anyway and with what Tyreek Hill does. But now when you have A-Chan doing what he's doing and having that 
big playability. You know who it does remind me of? It does remind me of the Minnesota Vikings of 25 years ago. When you have Randall Cunningham and you had Robert Smith, the running back, uh, you had Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Jake Reed, that offense, just so many weapons around and every one of them could could kill you. And may, you know, maybe not Carter on a deep ball, but maybe he's the Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill is the Randy Moss. Well, but, except for Jalen, Jalen, Jalen Waddle has burners too, though. <laughs> sure. But if, if we're, you know, just trying to fit some of the roles. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's that's who they remind me of. And that's, you know, who I wonder, like, it's, I, and I know they had the game against Buffalo. I also just thought they probably just ran out of gas. We had talked about that last week. And I, I don't think that you're wrong in saying that the matchups that they're going to have coming up will be an opportunity to really prove how good they are. But when you see certain teams maybe stumble, we're watching a Kansas City team right now uh, leading the Vikings 10-3 to early in the second quarter and seeing some of the struggles that they've had. Uh, the Bengals team right now, Joe Burrow's got that calf injury. They're trailing to Arizona as we speak. When you see these teams, when you see the Dolphins come out of the gate compared to maybe some of the other teams that we expected to do well, just it's it's impressive to me to see on just how dangerous they are and whether they get in as a division winner or a wild card just the firepower that they have and the threat of those players to be able to take it to the house anytime that they touch the football makes me think that they're going to be around you just kind of need something from the defense you need something you need stops you need them to to force turnovers but I, I know See, it's just a win against the Giants, I, but there are some I other won- teams that are playing mid right now, and I just I love that the Dolphins are playing at a high level. They they really are. But the my only question is this, Dan, is does their schedule really allow them to really be tested like some other teams do? Like they've played the Chargers, who may or may not be a playoff team, right? Um, the Patriots, who stink. The Broncos, who stink. The Jag, the uh, Giants who stink, and then they got creamed by the Bills. <laughs> so, and next week they play another bad team in the Panthers. Then after that, they play the Eagles. Then they get another bad team in the Patriots. Then they get the Chiefs. And then after that, it's Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets, a bunch of teams that aren't making the playoffs. And then at the very end of the season, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills, who may be three playoff teams, at least two of those, two of those three are likely playoff teams. So the question is, are they going to be battle tested enough? And really, like if if they don't play in any weather, like if they don't end up with home field advantage, they're not going to be in a situation, Dan, where they're going to have played in any weather, probably after either. November 24th or December 3rd, which is the Jets and at the Commanders. After that, it is all home home weather after that because four of their last five games are at home. I, I, I don't mind if they're going to be tested. I, you just you rack up wins where you can rack up wins. And to your point, if they can get to the end and maybe that game against Buffalo is worth a heck of a lot at the end of the season. And it may be the difference between a team getting a bye in the number one overall seed in the AFC and and fighting for that division. I just think it sets up well with the Dolphins. I may be drinking some of the Kool Aid because they've just been so oh, you amazing. Are. You are the you are not only drinking it, you are 
you are handing handing it out to everybody. But it's You're like, hey, drink the Kool Aid, drink the Kool Aid. But I think that the like the win over the Patriots that they had, and the Rams are in the end zone. Welcome back, Puka Nakua. I'm, yes, I was about to say all of all of his owners were probably like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Scoring right uh, near the end of the first half. Matthew Stafford had been throwing a lot to Cooper Cup, but Puka Nakua gets into the end zone. So the Rams have taken the lead on the Eagles extra point coming up, but it is 13 to 10. Keep our eye on that one. I just the. And, and maybe it's the fantasy football guy in me to see what A-Chan's doing, to see the numbers that Tyree Kill continues to put up. It's just been very impressive with Miami. And I, I get we're not going to crown a Super Bowl champion in Week 5, and I'd much rather be playing good football in Week 15 than in Week 5. But there are teams that have gone gotten off to slow starts to the season. Yeah, San Francisco hasn't been one of those teams. They look really, really darn good. Eagles have been pretty good as well. But I mentioned the Chiefs. I mentioned the Bengals. And they've had slow starts for whatever reason. And the Dolphins haven't. And I just maybe, – maybe it changes. And maybe we don't find out, George, to your point, until 10, 11, 12 weeks from now when they kind of have that tough end of the back end of the schedule. But it's amazing for me to think that Tyree Kill is actually – better than he was in Kansas City. And the, and that is the that is the the craziest part about it. Well, Maybe that's the other part. He's not he's not better. That's the that's the funny part is Dan is that it's not him that's better. It is it is this Miami offense and the ability to run the football and Miami is so dangerous running the football that that like now it opens up even more space for Tariq Hill than than he had in Kansas City. That's the that's the magic secret sauce there. Because when when um when you can run the ball at a very high level, then and you look at how often Miami play action passes, that means those linebackers are up at the line of scrimmage just just consistently. And that and that just creates so many opportunities for wide open wide open space to uh to to catch and run. But doesn't that lend to my point, though, that like with this Dolphins team where, you know, Kenny just laid out the numbers for A-Chan. You know, it's been the last three weeks. They got those two wins early on in the season where I don't think the teams were planning on slowing down Raheem Mostert or Salvin Ahmed at the time before A-Chan had even arrived, that he was still getting those numbers at that time and still gets them now. And now you had A-Chan and now you had Chase Claypool, who could also be a red zone target. I just, yeah, I just think that things are really good for the uh, for the Miami Dolphins right now. Oh, They're- they are definitely in the right direction. Like, there's not more that they could do besides having made the Bills game more competitive. But this is also the NFL. You weren't going undefeated. You weren't going to, you know, put up great stats and yards and you know and great performances every single week. That just wasn't going to happen. And that could just be an anomaly like the Cowboys versus the Arizona Cardinals, except for that one was a good team. though. <laughs> like That's the uh, d- difference. So Miami could be in the right direction. I just I am just reserving my I'm 100 percent sold on them until until they give me, you know, a, sure. a win or two versus teams that we believe are in the upper echelon of the NFL. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. 
K.J. Osborne was open. Kirk Cousins missed him, though, on a third and four from the Kansas City 11-yard line. Open in the end zone, so the Vikings settle for a field goal. It's the Chiefs 10, Vikings 6, 8.09 left to go until halftime. That extra point in L.A. was good, so the Rams are up on the Eagles 14-10 with 32 seconds to go until halftime. The Bengals are driving. They're at the two-minute warning in Arizona, but Cincinnati trails the Cardinals 14-10. Cincinnati's got the ball inside the or in the red zone inside the 16-yard line of Arizona. And the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl, that's what we are calling it today. Broncos looking crisp in their white helmets and full orange uniforms with a 10-5 lead on the Jets right now early in the second quarter. Rangers are up on the Orioles 5-2 in the third to give you some baseball in their game too. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. For as good as I think things may be in Miami, it may be the exact opposite in Foxborough. We talk about that and so much more next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. A fourth down stop for the Arizona Cardinals has allowed them to keep their lead over the Cincinnati Bengals. 14-10. Buck 30 left in the first half. Joe Mixon on a fourth and goal from about the one-and-a-half yard line. Got down to about the half-inch yard line, but was short. Cardinals take over. Now, Cincinnati does have all their timeouts. They actually called one on the first and 10 from the one-yard line for Arizona. But now we have an interception of Josh Dobbs. So in the end, I guess it turns out and works for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Literally, as I'm explaining what happened, Cincinnati, Cam Taylor-Britt with the pick of Josh Dobbs and returns at home. So who cares uh, that Joe Mixon was stopped short of the goal line? Cincinnati cashes in with a defensive touchdown, so they've got an opportunity to uh, extend their lead now to seven, or to, excuse me, to three as they're up sixteen to fourteen. Chiefs up on the Vikings, ten to six. Broncos lead against the Jets, ten eight in the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl with six forty one left to go, and they're at the half in L.A. And the Eagles have just scored against the Rams, <laughs> seventeen to fourteen. Go ahead, George. Tell them how they scored. Oh, they, oh man, it was it was tush tush push, bro. Uh, what the hell do they call it, bro? Bro bums or whatever. <laughs> I the hell they no, call it. I I don't even know. I I couldn't even fathom a guess to what you're trying to say. Do we have Bo Benson? Do you know what he's trying to say? Are you trying to say brotherly shove? Yes. There yes, we go. Okay, yes, there, there go. it is, brother. Shove, and um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it works. They're yes. like one of they're, they're, they're one of like two teams that can do it, but they want to ban it. Hey, do from you know the NFL. Yes. Hey, th- that's the funny part is is that they want to ban it like it's like it's it's clearly something unique to Philadelphia because what happens when when everybody else tries it, Dan? Doesn't work. It doesn't work. So so it's like. It's like they have Tariq Hill and other people don't. It's you know what I mean? They it's like they have Tom Brady and other people don't. And people are like, "Oh, we should ban it." Why? Because you can't do it. It it would be different if it worked for for everybody, right? Yes. But but he, but even then, I would not be a fan of banning it. Keep people out of fourth and one. But the but the thing is is that it's not a play where you're where you're seeing an increase in injuries. That's like a mythical thing because it's not happening. Even though people are afraid it's going to happen, that's not what's happening. You're right. So yeah. Th- so though the people who want it banned are jealous and they're like, "This isn't real football." Actually, that's actually the definition of football. L- line it up. You know what I'm going to do. And I double dog dare you to stop it. I, if if that's not the most football thing ever, I don't know what is. I don't have as much of a problem with what the Eagles do than maybe what happened in London today, for example. And if you missed it, was it wasn't an out of the ordinary play, but Josh Allen scrambled for a touchdown because Josh Allen is so massive and upright. Sometimes it's just hard to tackle him to the ground, so you have forward progress stopping. Well, they end up all the linemen just get 
you know, pushing and end up pushing him two yards in the end zone, and he gets, you know, he gets a gets into the end zone for a score. This is a set play. That's only for what a half a yard. So I, I actually have, if, if I was to have a problem with any of it, and I really don't have a problem with the Josh Allen play today, as it just happened. But you know, play like a Josh Allen, you could have a referee calling forward progress and saying forward progress was stopped. Here we kind of just we kind of know the deal. And again, the Eagles got nine out of the ten yards that they needed to already get. So if they have this advantage. And somehow Jalen Hurts' quads come into the equation because people are saying his lower body strength is so advantageous. I think there's a lot to it. Maybe that's that's a small part How of it as well. How is that advantageous but, because I'm better in the weight room yeah. than you? <laughs> right. How is that? You have an advantage. Yeah, 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 bro. I uh, I just so happen to be a, a physical specimen and and worked at it a little more than you did. So, so sorry you didn't go into the weight room the way I did. That's not my problem. Dude, that's like saying, Tyree, we got to put a governor on Tariq Hill. We got to put a governor on him. He runs too fast. You know, we got to put a, a, a cap on um, on Tom Brady's accuracy because he's just too accurate. He's got an it's, advantage. It's tiger proofing, right? Tiger Woods destroyed everybody, hit the ball further than everyone. Uh, let's put trees there. Let's yeah. let's let's pinch these fairways. Let's turn this yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, that way that way he has to then lay up and then go. Yeah, that way he has to lay up, and now it's a and now it's a fair. It's, now now it's a fair yeah. fight. No, bro, it was fair from the beginning. Like 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 well, try, trying to nerf players is the is the lamest thing to me. It, it, like like why why are you trying to nerf players instead of you get better. I, I and and I'm with you with that. But I would say this wasn't always allowed. Then when it was allowed, the Eagles took f- full advantage of this. Because you used to not be able to do this. You used to not be able to to aid your runner like they could, but yeah. the rules changed and now you are able to do that. And so now it has become a rule that is allowed and People put it under the all oh, just helps the offense or it's unstoppable play. And no, it's not. I think Brandon Staley actually wants it banned so he doesn't have to call it anymore for Justin Herbert for them to not get the <laughs> he he would not want that play to work. Uh sorry, even taking shots at the Chargers in a bye week. The Vikings ran a fake punt at midfield, kept their drive alive, but they're facing a big third and nine as they approach the two-minute warning uh, in Minnesota. So keeping our eye on that one. But yeah, I, I just it is silly to me. The Eagles have what the best offensive line in football if yes. not top three you know they have a quarterback who runs that play should work right yeah. I mean it's not going for 15 yards every single time they play it if that if that so was the case out of, so keep him out of fourth and one yeah that's all you have to do simple enough figure out a way to uh to stop it and if the Carolina yeah. Panthers were having this much success with it it would not be a conversation that's it's because fact, it's the yeah. Eagles. It's because we yep. see them a lot. It's because they're winning. That's why it's a conversation. But, yeah, for some reason, only like two or three teams can make it work, and the Eagles just make it look so easy. All they right. try it in the NFL, in college football. It doesn't work. They try to get way too fancy. 
They're like, they don't, they clearly don't understand whatever the mechanics are that the Eagles are doing. They don't understand how to teach it, and the Eagles aren't letting the secret out right now. You know, the Patriots used to be really good in short yardage and spots yes, like Tom, that. Tom Brady used to quarterback sneak all the time. Yeah. He, would, he would just come up in, in third, third and short and goose him, and nobody else would would even would even know and nobody else was complaining oh my gosh they're not you can't quarterback sneak in the in the in the regular part of the field <laughs> well, people yes. didn't like you when, can do it anywhere you want people didn't like when the patriots had success uh patriots fans that's actually all that they have right now is the past is and memories is yeah. memories we're, we're gonna hey, <laughs> we're gonna we get into have some that. conversations about homeboy though yeah Let's do it. Let's do it next as we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. I do want to let you know that today's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's head over to the news desk for the latest. Monty Bolaños keeping us up to date of what's going on in this late window of four games, some baseball, and so much more. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to start with baseball because things are rough in Baltimore. Mitch Garver just hit a grand slam for the Rangers, and Texas is up 9-2, to two, top of the third inning. Texas leads the series 1-0, so things are not going the way the Orioles thought it would be going game two. Now let's talk about the four games going on right now in the NFL. They're all approaching halftime, or they're at halftime, like the Eagles and the Rams. Rams doing what they can. Philadelphia up 17-14 at halftime. Jalen Hurts has thrown for 152 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup is back. Six receptions, 95 yards, but it is uh, Puka Nakua. Akuna Matata. That's what I'm calling him. Just make it easier on myself. Akuna Matata means no worries. Puka Nakua. It's the same thing. Bengals off to a better start than they have been. They are currently beating the Cardinals in Arizona 17-14. Less than one minute to go in the first half. The Broncos are knocking on the door. They're on the Jets' eight-yard line, and the Broncos are up 10-8 to with less than two minutes to go in the first half, while the Chiefs and the Vikings go at it in Minnesota. No signs of Taylor Swift. No signs. But there's a lot of people that think she's there, like in Minnesota. They showed a camera shot of two Vikings fans. (laughs) Bro, she might nine jerseys. That said Swifty on the back. In eight, two, so celebrities sometimes they will go out in public in prosthesis and stuff. She might be doing that. I would love that. Yeah, Me too. that would be yeah, she, absolutely. They awesome. definitely don't want her to be seen at this game, so right. they're going to sneak her in. Yes, right. for sure. Dude, no, 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 no. Sneak, sneak her in, and then at the very end, after the Chiefs win, have her have her walk out with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, that would. That bro, would be They'd great. be like, where was she? Dude, dude, that would be the ultimate. And then we and then we would get to have Taylor watch all games. Be like, is she there? Is she there? Is it? Is this her? I agree. I'm with that you. Awesome. I'm, I'm s- with you. Say one thing, Donna Kelsey on the Today Show was me explaining how I liked a Christmas present I didn't like, <laughs> like how you're trying. Like there was, there was just the half-hearted effort to try to sell it. Uh, no, I love it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's I did okay. not see that. Now I no, got to check no. it out. See, I actually thought that she did that to protect her son. Yeah, because, he tries to avoid the spotlight a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying because she didn't want it made like. More than what it is? Yes. yes yeah, to, for like, sure. To, uh, that she was trying to mute it. 
by not going in on it too much, which I actually thought was perfect. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, the Chiefs are beating the Vikings in Minnesota right now. It's 10-6, about a minute and a half to go. Vikings do have the ball, second and goal at the Chiefs' five-yard line. They just took a time out, so we'll see if they're able to convert. Seven games in the books for today. It all started in London with the Jaguars beating the Bills 25-20. Bills star linebacker Matt Milano suffered a fractured leg. They fear that it's more than that, and it might be a season-ending injury. The Falcons with the game-winning field goal to beat the Texans 21-19, while the Lions cruise past the Panthers 42-24. The Colts defeated the Titans 23-16 in the second quarter. Anthony Richardson left the game due to an apparent right shoulder injury. The NFL Network reports that they think it's an AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. X-rays were negative, but he is going to undergo an MRI. The Dolphins dominated the Giants 31-16, while the Saints crushed the Patriots 34-0, and the Steelers came back from behind to beat the Ravens 17-10. That was a lot. Back to you guys. Monty. Okay. We got to get Dan's thoughts on uh, on uh, Sexy Red. <laughs> on who? No. We li- oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Sexy Red. Do you know who Sexy no, Red is? No, I have is? no idea. Yeah, it's not a bad thing that you don't uh, know yeah. who Sexy Red no, is. No, it is. Should I search it from a work show. computer is my uh, question. Maybe not. Okay, yes. all right. Maybe your phone. Maybe your phone. <laughs> okay. That's all I need She's to know. She's a rapper. She's a rapper. She's a rapper, but the reason she's trending is not a reason you should be yes. searching on a work computer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's family show here. Good talk. Yes. Uh, thanks, Monty. <laughs> She'll be back in about... 12 minutes or so with a look at some fantasy numbers. While Monty was telling you what was all happening in the NFL, the Vikings went out and scored a touchdown. Jordan Addison from Kirk Cousins. So the Vikings now lead the Chiefs by a count of 13 to 10. Minute 39 left in the first half. There's, uh, by the way, if you listen to the I Want Your Flex podcast with uh, Mike Harmon and myself and Ryan Bershinger, you heard me tell you to start Jordan Addison this week. Mike handles all the rankings and a lot of the advice, and I just, you know, hang out for the ride and have fun. But I did tell you to play Jordan Addison, and he what got y'all you say into about, the end zone. Uh, and, 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 and I am not saying this because I know the uh, answer and trying to be embarrassing if you were wrong or something like that. I'm literally asking a question because I have no idea. What did you guys say about Mac Jones this week? I, uh, we, uh, we didn't because I don't think that there was any reason to talk about him. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even. You shouldn't be playing Mac Jones. <laughs> I will say this. I did say, <laughs> someone asked me prior to kickoff, and there's a tweet to prove it, do you go Saints defense or do you go Colts defense? And my reasoning, I go Saints. And and, and true story, you can look at my replies, George. I said maybe Mac Jones will, will make a bad decision. And, boy, I undersell it, you know, sold that I should have hit the over because there were a bunch of bad decisions. Mac Jones benched today by the Patriots. But, again, Bill Belichick saying wasn't performance, wasn't entirely his fault, game was out of hand. That's why they put Bailey Zappi in. But that's how bad things have now gone for the New England Patriots. After losing 38-3 to on the road against the Cowboys a week ago, they go back home and lose 34 to nothing to the New Orleans Saints. Can we have a conversation about Bill Belichick, though? Yes. I mean, if, we're, if, 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 like, Bill Belichick is like the great value coach without Tom, Tom Brady. I mean, it's, it, it, he is like, with three years without him, how does this team look any better than the team did when he was the head coach of the Browns? 
It was. Like, it, it's it's not good, and he's he's got six Super Bowls. Nobody is doubting that he's a great coach. However, sometimes the like like stuff passes you by because he's always been in the because as the GM and you know roster personnel, he's always trying to shop for a a bargain. He's always trying to shop for a deal. You know, like like. Like he's he's the person that won't buy anything unless it is on like it can't even be on sale, dude. It's it's gotta be on clearance. If a uh if a player might have one good year left, if a receiver could be converted into something else, he's he's always taking a project. Sure, sure. And 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 this is in a league where you need elite things. And how many times have we seen Tom Brady, like, uh, like I think the amount of credit that he deserves for winning and playing well with without top tier wide receiver talent is crazy. He deserves so much credit for that, and I and I don't think that he is a as appreciated necessarily for all his contributions to this team because it was trying to be sold on Bill Belichick and all this and I don't think that Bill Belichick deserves the lion's share of the credit even though he does deserve some as Tom Brady does it's it's a conversation that warrants more time let's dive in top of next hour on yep. this because i think that there's there's a bigger picture and i think that patriot fans are are, are starting to wonder on what exactly is going on. And Bob Kraft has shown with comments this offseason, he's maybe not as patient as he thought he was. And so now to go along those lines, to answer your question about the Browns, it was, you know, so long ago that, it, you know, we're, we're talking about 30 years ago when uh, when he ended up leading them to the, to the postseason. And it's plus at a time where I probably wasn't as locked into the NFL as a teenager and you're even younger than me George at that time but I think that if you take Belichick now and even just take Belichick early time period in New England it's worth having that conversation about because things are not the same and a lot of what you said is correct I think that there's also more to it so I think it even deserves more time all right so the Vikings do have that lead on the Chiefs Kansas City though has gotten into Minnesota territory 26 seconds left to go it's 13 to 10 Vikings on top of the Chiefs and Kansas City looking to put some points on the board at the end of this first half under a minute to go in Denver the Broncos lead the Jets 13 to 8 Jack Wilson has the Jets in Broncos territory at the 46-yard line, Jets have two timeouts trying to get some points here uh, before the half. They're underway in the second half in L.A. Eagles up on the Rams 17-14, to while the Bengals and Cardinals remain at halftime. That one 17-14 as well. And as Monty told you, Rangers open it up against the Orioles 9-2 in the third. He's George Reister. Hit him up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. A look at some of our big plays from our fantasy hits next here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Fox Football Sunday, Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Chiefs going to try to kick a field goal at the end of the first half to try to tie things up against the Vikings. It's 13 to 10, four seconds left, but maybe more importantly, Travis Kelsey right now out of the game for Kansas City with an apparent ankle injury somewhere around the foot area. He's already gone into the locker room for the Chiefs, who again will try Anybody to. got a, time for that? A Harrison Butker uh, field goal attempt to try to tie things up. The Rams and Eagles are in a tight one, 17-14 L.A. up on Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got the football. Also a 17-14 game in favor of the Bengals over the Cardinals, just getting underway in the second half. And we'll get to what happened in Denver where the Broncos have a 13-8 lead against the Jets. But let's get a look at some fantasy numbers with Monty Bolaños. Say go, go, go! go. Fantasy hits. And misses. All right. You got some of your uh, your players in these? I do. Okay, I good. do, actually. All right. So, a couple quarterback fantasy hits. Josh Allen, who I have. He threw for 359 yards and two touchdowns in the air. One rushing touchdown. Not too shabby. Jared Goff. He is good. 236 yards, three touchdowns in the air. One rushing touchdown. Nicely done. Running back, Zach Moss. He, he, was, he was on fire today because he wants to get paid too. 23 carries, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. Travis Etienne, also not too shabby. He had 136 rushing touchdowns, to, or sorry, 136 rushing yards, two touchdowns. He also had 
four catches and 48 yards. What's funny is that Travis Etienne tweeted earlier today that he played against himself in fantasy. <laughs> so he was not happy about that. Wide receivers, we're going to talk about Tyreek Hill. Eight receptions, 181 yards, one touchdown. And George Pickens finally does something. Six, six receptions, 130 yards, and one touchdown for the Steelers, who came back but, to beat the Ravens. By the way, Travis Etienne is a heck of a player. Yeah. But how does he just not take himself in the first round? Like, <laughs> like there, he's as great You're as he is to win, bro. And there, I was say, as no, great he's as, not rushing for two thousand. You yards. still got to take yourself with the no, first you, round no, pick. No, you don't. That's no, what the comments don't. said. People were really? like, "How did you not take yourself?" That's what people were wondering. I he get pro- if he's a second rounder, but because you know what happened, he was probably like, "Okay, cool. I'll be able to take myself in in the uh, second round." I uh, I have an average draft position of like fourth round right so 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 he's probably like okay cool i can i can take myself then but then he's but then some smart ass in you the know league it. is like absolutely i got something for him travis Etienne. <laughs> all right let me a trade trade for him nope not gonna nope. happen not gonna happen yeah you know there's definitely someone in the, in the league i absolutely 100 percent. they stuck it to him but hey, the Jags get the win, and tell you what, they—it wasn't a pretty game. A lot of excitement in the fourth quarter, but it was, you know, it was—it was what it was. The first three quarters, uh, some blaming Buffalo flying over on a Friday, which some teams have done. But again, Jacksonville was there the whole week. Yeah, they were there last week. No, they're regulars. So yes, in London. But this was the first <laughs> week that they had back-to-back games in London. Right. Because the Bills were the home team uh, in this instance, so they just were able to stay the week. And a lot of people felt that that was the next step in how does the NFL put a team in London? We'll see how it feels when a team can stay multiple weeks, and that's what you uh, you got. Thanks, Monty. Hit her yeah. up at Monty Bolaños. The Jets and Broncos yeah. went into halftime uh, with the Jets in a five-point deficit. This is a spot where you miss Aaron Rodgers, George. The Jets had the ball, second and one, 19 seconds left at the Denver 25, threw a pass to Alan Lazard, Gets out of bounds. Perfect. 15 seconds left. You're at the 13-yard line. You have no timeouts. You know what you can't do? Throw it in bounds. And that's what they did. C.J. Uzama got five yards down to the Denver eight, but they ran out of time. Zach Wilson spiked the ball with zero seconds on the clock. I don't know if there was a little mishap with where the ball was spotted. It did seem like they were lined up with about three or two seconds left to go, and then they had to move forward. But Zach Wilson... Took the snap, spiked it with zero time uh, seconds left, and the Jets missed an opportunity to kick a field goal to get within two. That is where you miss Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of places, but in determining like the end of a game clock situations, Jets really missed out there. Yep, got to be aware. Yeah, if you're a tight end, heck, you're a tight end, George. You're CJ Uzama. You just get down and give the ball to the ref or line up. And hey, man. I mean, they weren't that hey, far man. away, but you the Jets. Be careful. You got to be more careful. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Burrow's thrown a 63 yard touchdown pass to Jamar Chase right out of the gates in the second half. So Cincinnati is up 10 on Arizona. Eagles driving up three on the Rams. Kansas City did kick that field goal. They are tied with the Vikings at the half, 13 apiece. And as we told you, Denver leads the Jets 13 to 8. Live from the TireRack.com studios, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Do the Patriots need to make changes? And I mean big changes. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And the Arizona Cardinals have gotten into the end zone just as we speak. 
Amari DiMarcado, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in for the injured James Conner just scores on an 11-yard scamper, and the Cardinals have now pulled within four with an extra point coming. One of four games that we are watching, plus all the reaction from earlier today as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. They are looking right, at boys. The, frisky. What's that? Them boys, them Cardinals, frisky, buddy. Yes, they are. <laughs> hey, you can't just, you cannot roll your helmets out and, and, and think and think that, that that's just a win. No, absolutely not. And the Cardinals missed the extra point. It wasn't even close, in fact. So it's going to stay a four-point game. But Matt Prater missed that one. The Bengals have had this affinity of not wanting to tackle Hollywood Browns got loose on him a couple of times, and on that touchdown run again, maybe should have been stopped for uh, at least prior to the goal line, and it didn't happen. So the Cardinals score, but now just down four, unable to add that PAT. We'll see if that uh, becomes a storyline later on in this game. A storyline in Minneapolis between the Chiefs and Vikings is that Travis Kelsey is questionable to return with a foot injury now, it appeared to be a non-contact injury. We freak out when we hear that, George. The one thing that I would say is unlike the Aaron Rodgers injury that we all saw in week one, Kelsey was putting weight on it. In fact, as they come out in the second half, he doesn't have his helmet, but he was jogging with trainers. So you may see the phrase non-contact injury, which is what it was, but it wasn't an Achilles injury. So we don't know if Travis Kelsey is going to be back in the game for the Kansas City Chiefs but it doesn't appear to be a long-term injury that he suffered in the first half against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, he was standing on the sideline and and walking and all that, but yeah, it ain't it ain't it ain't good, man. It, he is one of the centerpieces of my fantasy football life. Well, that's the most important thing. Him right and now. Yes. him and Tariq Hill. Hey, man, look. <laughs> and the centerpiece of your of your um entertainment life because of the Taylor Swift connections. By the way, has Taylor Swift's story with Travis Kelsey overshadowed like the real issues that the Chiefs are having this year? They've had one oh, really yes. good game. Well, and see, it was against the Bears. They are they are three and one, Dan, and that's the thing that like like for instance, the Eagles haven't looked great. <laughs> the the uh, Ravens' offense hasn't looked great. <laughs> it, I mean, it's you can keep pushing it off as long as everything is fine. As long as everything is fine, you can. And uh, but but I did want to talk to since, since you brought up Taylor Swift, though, it was actually kind of funny to me, Dan, because a lot of people didn't they were over the Taylor Swift thing. And were you one of them people that was out on Taylor Swift? I, I just I, I felt that after last week's Sunday night game that. The the juice was out of the orange. Like you couldn't, you no couldn't way. squeeze any more no at way. this point. There there's still plenty of juice in that in that in that squeeze, Dan. Because if you if you think about it, all the people that are involved in the NFL on an administrative level, what's their goal? To grow the game, right? And it, the same reason why you had a Toy Story broadcast is the same reason why they've been showing Taylor Swift, which is the same reason why they continue to, sh- to uh, play more games in Europe. Now, Taylor Swift has 273 million Instagram followers, Dan. 273. Do you know how many the NFL has? I don't. 
28 million. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes have 20 million combined. And and what do you think? And I don't have this actual answer, but what do you think the amount of crossover like percentage from that 28 million to her 273 million is like people that follow both accounts? Oh, gosh, because I looked on mine and of the people that I follow. It's like 20 of them. Very so very few. Yes. Yeah, that and, makes, I mean, it, and it I, makes and, sense. And I'm not saying that I'm the exact, you know, like the like the I'm the perfect sample size, but I do think that we're probably 10, 10%-ish, maybe. So the NFL is trying to lean into that. Travis I, Kelsey, 400% bump in jersey sales. He was the number one search Google term for for a few hours. And their podcast shot up to number one on all of Apple's charts. Oh, sure. The, like so, right, right ahead of "I Want Your Flex." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They they moved you to number two, Dan. <laughs> they moved you to Took number us out two. Out of the top spot. No, I I get it. I I completely understand. But on a football level, and like the conversations that we're having, the fact is, is that the Chiefs. I mean, heck, Zach Wilson technically outplayed Patrick Mahomes last week. And the three wins that they've got, I mean, I just was praising the Dolphins, and you said, "Hold on, let's, let's, you know, let's ease up because of the awful teams that they played." And I don't know how awful the Chargers are, but the Patriots have not been good, so maybe there was a sign of things to come. But the Chiefs just got past the, you know, Aaron Rodgers led less Jets. By the way, the Jets seventy-two yard touchdown run from Brees Hall. So you want to talk about revenge. He had a big run there last year, but also Torrey's ACL against Denver in that stadium. Nice uh, return for Brees Hall. Jets are up on the Broncos 15-13. to 13. But the Chiefs lose to the Lions on opening night. We say, oh, opening night, you know, Lions, whatever. But they didn't look great. They go to Jacksonville in an ugly game. They end up getting that win. They dominate the Bears, who up until Thursday night we felt was the worst team in the league. And then last week we saw them just survive against the Jets. And yeah. I, I think that the, the, there's that conversation. And, and that's why I just say this is Taylor Swift. It gives Taylor you time Swift. to get right, though, Dan. I mean, like, like that's the name of the game is just to continue to win and your, and your warts. Like for, like, for instance, out of a possible, you know, like domination, shutdown, for sure Super Bowl champion, how, how have the Eagles looked this year? They've looked as dominant as they they did uh, last year. Yeah, their 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 passing game has not been consistent. They have not been getting, you know, like they've been giving up a lot of points for this vaunted defense. So so those are the things that the Eagles, who are sitting at four and zero, they're like, we still got so much to fix. But you get time to fix it, and there's no panic when you're winning. And the Chiefs are winning. But I do think that they, like they're, them being three and one, if it wasn't for the Taylor Swift sort of conversations, we'd be saying, you know what, maybe Travis Kelsey isn't having that great of a, of a season. Is there another weapon there that can step up, which they haven't had since Tyree Kill? Had a lot of guys playing a lot of different spots uh, with the Chiefs, whether it be Marquez Valdez Scantling. Sky Moore, uh, we know Kadarius Tony's troubles. Last year, Juju Smith-Schuster. 
But there hasn't been anybody to kind of, not that they would take that Tyreek role, but arise to the occasion and maybe be option number two. They did get Chris Jones back, but I don't know how dominant that defense is going to be. Like So I think that there are, there are questions, but I think that all that we focus on is, is Taylor Swift going to show up to the game? And here's a Kansas City Chiefs team that outside of one dominating performance against a bad Bears team has looked pretty mid through the first four and a half weeks of the season. And I, and yeah. that that's where I, that's, would, I don't disagree. Yeah, that's it is it is that may be the best distraction of all the like for what for what Taylor Swift is providing Kansas City. Not that the two-time Super Bowl champions, at least of, of you know of the of this current iteration of the Chiefs, would be distracted by any of this or need the media to get off their backs. But I do think it would be more of a conversation. And you're right. They are three and one. They're driving right now against the Vikings in a tie game early in the second half. They may win this game and it may not be pretty, but it is another victory for them. But it has, it hasn't been as Kansas city chiefs like dominance that. We oh, no, nope. Not even, not even a little bit. And we just have another brotherly shove addition. Uh, Dude, there's something, there's some trick to this. It, it, it's not just like people are like, well, he squats 600. It don't matter how much that, that he squats. Do you realize that there are like eight people there that are pushing against him? He can't move his own lineman and the other lineman. There's some sort of technique that, that he understands in how to do this that other people don't. I, again, like I, I give a lot of the credit to the offensive line of Philadelphia, I give credit to Jalen Hurts, and I do think Jalen Hurts' quads can are are a reason for this that that it does help. But help, yes. In in it's it's the first five guys up there. It is Jason Kelsey. It is the guys that he has along the line. That's why I just think it works so well because they do have the best offensive line in football. So. And their drive stays alive against the Rams. Timeout uh, in Arizona where the Bengals are at midfield up four on the Cardinals. We told you the Chiefs are driving and the Jets have taken the lead on Denver 15-13 to as they play uh, in the Mile High City. Four minutes gone by in the second half of that one. The Nathaniel Hackett Bowl. I know that we already said we were going to talk Bill Belichick. It is a big conversation. We'll get some of Adam Kaplan's thoughts. He's going to join us next. Plus, maybe he'll give us the reason, the real reason why the brotherly shove works so well for the Eagles, who are up three on the Rams with two minutes left to go in the third quarter. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. And are there more trades coming in the NFL? It's all next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Red Zone Radio on a Fox Football Sunday. It's week five in the NFL. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, is joining us. But I do want to quick give you an update of what's happening in these four games right now. The Jets settle for a field goal, so they're up five on the Broncos. It's 18-13 to 13 in Denver. Jets forcing a couple of three and outs. We told you about the big touchdown run from Brees Hall, so that's why they're up five. The Chiefs are up seven. Rasheed Rice, a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. Extra point was good, so Kansas City leads Minnesota 20-13, to 9.37 left in the third quarter. The Eagles have a three-point lead on the Rams. They're knocking on the door. Second and seven from the LA 8. Again, 17-14 Philly up on LA. Arizona facing a fourth and one from the Cincinnati 16-yard line, and it doesn't look like Josh Dobbs is going to get it. So the Bengals defense holds and gets a turnover on downs after Joe Burrow was picked off, and then Arizona was able to bring it on a big play from Rondale Moore into Cincinnati territory. But the Bengals defense, which has been much maligned so far this season, at least in this instance, gets a big stop on fourth down. Now we could talk with our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, who I know has one eye on all four of the games that I talked about, but he's got his ears listening to us. Welcome in Inside the Birds sure. podcast, Pro Football Network. George and I were just having the discussion, Adam, about the brotherly shove. Uh, sure. For some reason, the, the Eagles uh, – can make it work and nobody else can um do you think this penalty or this this play could be banned at some point uh in the off season or is this just a matter of wiser heads are going to prevail and saying hey the eagles are the only ones that can really do this all right it's going to go to the competition committee i'm pretty certain of it uh you can't do anything in season you can't change rules sure it doesn't matter how much people scream it has no relevance to anything i mean people could talk about it in social media like they do and I've talked about it a lot with people, but the bottom line is you can't do anything to the offseason. But I could tell you there are questions about safety. That's number one, player safety. And the league will be worried about someone getting hurt. And thankfully, no one's gotten hurt from it. Well, other than the two offensive line for the Giants, I'm talking about like a quarterback or someone like that. Because what you're going to have now is you're going to have defenders diving at them at a quarterback. So you don't want that. So you know, at some point... The league have to have to look deep into this. I expect this to go to the competition committee level because it did not, by the way, last season. It was, it just it never came up to anything, but I do expect this to happen. 
I I don't understand how this can even happen. I mean, I mean, I understand the the mechanics of it, but what are they going to say? Oh, you can't push people any uh, more, or you can only push them in these certain circumstances. How about a regular, traditional quarter quarterback sneak? It's it it's. I don't understand, Adam, how this is even a thing aside from jealousy because other people can't figure out how to do it. Well, no, that's part of it, George. But the big thing is player safety. And that is what has come up uh, from people I've talked with. They're concerned about the potential for, for player injury with it. And the other thing is, and you can only see it on instant replay. You could see it on all 22 or the TV copy if you slow it down. Clearly, there's some plays, and particularly with the Eagles, when they're, they're pull, they're t- you cannot pull. You can only push. There are clearly some times when the, the Eagle offensive lineman, tight end, receiver, whoever it may be, is actually pulling the jersey of Hurts, but they, they, the refs can't see it. They're not able to see it, and they get away with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if this continues like that. But the bottom line is, they're, they're, percent, you know, they're in the high 90s, and by the way, in converting that play. It's, just, it's incredible, and this is two seasons now. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. George and I, uh, and we'll continue to talk about it, talk about the New England Patriots. Now in their Ooh. last two games, outscored 72-3 to after being blanked Terrible. today by the Saints, 34 to nothing. I know they lost Judon and Gonzalez, but yep. um, that was that was last week. Still, Mac Jones pulled again. Um, I mean, is this now just officially a lost season for New England? Well, Belichick will never give up on that, and that's just not his mindset. But they're terrible offensively. You mentioned the two injuries, which are serious, which they had last week. But the thing is, Bill O'Brien was just to rescue Mac Jones. You know, Mac Jones had a terrific rookie season, completely fell off last season with bad coaching, and now you look at this situation. Other than the week one where he brought the, the Patriots back against the Eagles, where he actually played pretty well, he's been awful since then. You know, Bailey Zappi, I think Jake Glazer had the report that Zappi's starting to take some ones, some, some more reps than he would normally take, which is generally zero. Because the, the backup quarterback takes maybe four or zero uh, reps in practice. So look, they, this, it, it might be a situation also where Mac soon, if this continues again, needs to take a step back, let Zappi start. But let's let's stop with the Zappy stuff, folks. I think I think there's been lost a lot of people. You know they cut him, right? They actually cut him before the season started. Nobody wanted him. He wasn't even claimed off waivers. That tells you what the rest of the league thinks of him. Um, now, how much rope? And I know that he's a six-time Super Bowl winning quarter. I mean, uh, coach. But how much rope does Bill Belichick really have? Because He's he's had no success really outside of the Matt Castle year without Tom Tom yep. Brady. So how much of this is Tom Brady and how much of this is he does not do a good job of managing the roster? Well, after the season ends and let's assume they're not going to be a playoff team it, 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 right now, it's hard to mention they would be. There's going to be some pressure here because remember now there, there was pressure internally from the owner, Robert Kraft, to hire an offensive coordinator. That happened. That that was not just that. Let's put it this way: this was a yes. Bill has personal control over everything, but Robert Kraft, the owner, could do what he wants. He could he could he could pressure Pelichek to do things, and and also uh, Gerard Mayo is their de facto defensive coordinator. He's paid to be one, with, whether he has the, the title or not. So things have changed. Uh, yeah. So Bill, Bill, look, the, 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 there's a, there's definitely a potential showdown between the owner. And Belichick after the season. I don't think there's any question about that. And Bill, and by the way, Bob Kraft, Robert Kraft talked about about their drafts have not been very good in recent years. They, he, he talked about how they have to draft better. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's fair game, by the way. I think that's, that's potentially coming here. Uh, 
where bo- where both men are, are going to have to come to to agreement here how this thing's going to work after the season, and they also have to figure out Mac Jones if this continues whether he could be their quarterback next year or and beyond. I think a decision already has been made. Uh, but, but Bailey Zapp is not the quarterback. No, yet. no, so, yeah, I know, know I know. Yeah. But if we're looking long term, I think that the New York oh, Patriots yeah. will be in the market for a quarterback. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. How does Jonathan Taylor's deal get done now? Oh, because the, the Colts pushed for it, is my understanding, uh, over the last week or so. Here's what happened. So. They knew t- they knew that they, they knew he was going to be eligible after the first four games to play, and th- that's when they knew that having him play and, and not having him be disgruntled and having him have a good attitude was, was really important. Now, Jim Irsay, what I find interesting here's the guy who's flat out they're not even going to entertain extension an extension, not going to have contract talks, and he and Chris Ballard got together and made this this decision together that this is going to happen. And as I put out there a couple months ago, no matter what's out there, the Colts don't want to trade Taylor. I know how much he hated being with the club, and he wanted out, by the way, to start the season. There's no doubt about that. But the fact of the matter is, in the end, they got this done, and uh, the acrimony's gone. It's definitely one of the most was one of the most contentious situations we've seen with any player who needed a contract. Of all the running backs who were upset with their club, this guy was like totally against being there. He, in fact, I remember when he was here in Philly. They had him come. They, they they had him come here for joint practice and for the preseason game where he wasn't going to play because they didn't want him away from the team. You know, he's rehabbing on his own, and he was not wearing any Colts garb. He's wearing a sweatshirt, non-team issued, which was very odd. Now, how does that look? And I know that it was his first game back. He didn't get a lot of t- touches, but isn't today the prime example of what's wrong with the of why running backs are hard, having a hard time getting paid because Jonathan Taylor just gets paid. Zach Moss takes 23 carries, goes for 165 yards, two touchdowns, including a 56-yard touchdown. Well, understand, Zach Moss is a caddy. I mean, he won't, he won't hold the job for much longer. It's been a great story, by the way. The, the, the Bills wanted no part of him. They traded him at the trade deadline last year. The only team that would take him were the Colts. He's always been sort of a smash-mouth runner. He underachieved. They handed him the starting job two years ago, and he dropped it. And he's on the final year of his rookie deal, and he's, got, he's obviously got some urgency here. It's a great story, but, but Taylor's taking the job. I mean, that's just the way it is. But, yeah, it is, it is interesting. It'll be, and, and the cool thing is for him, now, now Zach Moss has this good tape, and, and now when he goes into free agency, he actually could get potentially a starting job elsewhere, where this time last year nobody wanted him. It's actually a very cool story. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, joining us here. Read him on the Pro Football Network. Hit him up at Kaplan NFL. Uh, it's the last one for me, and I'm kind of going outside the box a little because the Jaguars beat the Bills earlier today. Yeah. But it was in a week, Barely. Adam, where the Jaguars spent the entire week in London. Yep. And it felt like this was like the next stage towards, all right, maybe this could, you know, to see how this works, could there be a future? Is that still on the table? Is London as an expansion city still a possible or a relocation city for the NFL? Or are they happy with the international series that I guess could be expanding as well? Where's the NFL in terms of their international play? Ladder. They want the international series to expand. Um, know that the Jaguars are not moving to London. I know that's people are speculating. No, they, they're not going to do that. They're just going to continue to have games there. And, and we know the, the owner, Shad Khan, has that soccer team over there. But no, they've invested a lot of money, by the way, locally in, in Jacksonville. They finally built their practice facility, which has been decades long overdue. Uh, no, it's just it, – now, now, I do – I remember getting this when I was at ESPN. 
Someone in the league told me in our lifetime they're going to have a team overseas. I, I just find this hard to believe, but this is someone who would know and be intimately involved. Now, the logistics of some, very difficult. I, I understand. Look, it, as we know, folks, let's call it like it is. If, if there's ability to make a massive amount of money, they're going to do that. And that's the, something that they'll continue to look at down the line. But, it, but investing in the international series is happening. And now I will tell you, though, the, the Bills were very angry at the turf. They, they were not happy. They had more players get hurt today. It's very, very, it's very, very sad. Matt Milano's injury, who's one of the best linebackers in football, is serious from what I understand, and uh, that's not good. I feel bad. They've lost so many key players on defense. It's going to be hard to, to sustain. Now, I want to take us back, Adam, to Thursday. Bills, Commanders. I believe that Bears, Sam, Commanders. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, Bears. Lord, Lord have mercy. Uh, Bears, <laughs> Commanders. I believe that Sam Howell is establishing himself as Looks a yeah. as a franchise guy. But uh, has the tide turned on Justin Fields in terms of people believing that he may have figured something out? I think it, basically the front office is going to, has taken a pragmatic approach to it. They made a decision, as I reported for Pro Football Network uh, when I wrote about Fields three weeks ago, that at the Combine, when teams asked about Fields, they kind of let them know that, look, we're not going to trade him. Yes, we inherited this player, this front office did. But we want to evaluate him uh, with our coaches, and we want to see if he could be our guy of the future. And awful, he was awful to start the season. We all know that. He's looked really good lately. Their offensive line's gotten better. Uh, unfortunately, Khalil Herbert got hurt as so their starting running back, but they, they feel better about it. But they're going to play this out. They, see, the, the, the teams don't play week-to-week week quarterback like fans do. They, want, they let the situation play out, and they, they have to. You can't overreact to a couple bad games or sometimes three or four bad games. But sometimes you've got to bench the guy. But the Bears, by the way, have no one they can go to, so he, he's got to be the guy. Adam Kaplan's our guy here every week on Fox Sports Radio, bringing us the knowledge. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast, again, Pro Football Network, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Kaplan <laughs> NFL, and, of course, right here on FSR. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate right, it. Talk to you next week. Thanks. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Let's jump over to the news desk. Monsi Bolaños here to give us the latest of what is happening in these Week 5 matchups. Monsi? The last three minutes between the Jets and the Broncos have been interesting, fellas, to say the least. It's like a Follies tape. It went, yeah, yes. like the Broncos <laughs> punted, and then Xavier Gibson muffs the catch. Denver recovers. So Denver has the ball. Samaje Pirine fumbles, and the Jets recover. And so now, so we, we should have just stayed in this spot from the Cue beginning. Cue up the Benny Hill, like, right? Yes. <laughs> nothing happened, basically. Jets have the ball. They are beating the Broncos in Denver, 18-13, less than two minutes to go in the third quarter. And they are at Denver's 30-yard line. It's 2-1. and one. The Chiefs are beating the Vikings 20-13, to 13, halfway through the third quarter. And the Bengals are approaching the red zone. Joe Burrow looks a lot different today, fellas. 278 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but a lot different than what we've seen the first four weeks. And the Bengals are beating the Cardinals 24-20 early in the fourth. And the Eagles holding on to their lead over the Rams in L.A. It's 20-14 early in the fourth as well. Uh, Earlier today, good news coming out of the Lions-Panthers game because Panthers rookie guard Chandler Zavala, he kind of 
had a bad hit. He was carted off. It looked a little scary. He has been discharged good, and he's traveling good. back with the team. So good news there. And in the WNBA Finals Game 1, the Aces beat the Liberty 99-82. to Tom Brady was in attendance and so was LeBron James. Bo was like, why didn't you mention LeBron James earlier? I was like, I don't know. I just didn't mention LeBron James. But he was there hey, at the... No, I just didn't even think about it. It's because... How do you Tom, not think about LeBron Because James? they didn't put him on TV as much as they put Tom Brady because he's now an Aces owner. I guess. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. So they kept putting the him. Yeah. Like Mark they Davis. kept. Exactly. They kept putting him on TV. So I just didn't even think about it. I, I didn't like that Bo said that to you. So I sent him home. Is I that said, what yeah, happened? I said, Brandon, get him you out get of here. here. Bo, you're gone. Exactly. Bra- yeah. Exactly. Don't treat Monty like that. That's what, exactly, guys. Exactly. Rangers are still beating the Orioles. Uh, this is game two of the ALDS. They're up 10 to 5, top of the sixth inning. Back to you guys. I feel bad for Baltimore. They've waited for this so long. I mean, seriously, all of the teams that had 100 wins lost their first game. I I was on a group chat last night, and I said, and I, I don't know the money that you make from the league championship series, but I think we all wanted to see Braves, Dodgers. Yeah. Like, that would have been the that marquee, been you know, matchup. And I, I Dodgers, you know, got destroyed last night, but... The point is, is if you aren't getting the best matchups in the NLCS, even though you're making money in the wild card round, how much are you losing in the LCS because these matchups aren't the ones that you wanted to see? And so I understand in each market, in each like town, they're gonna go crazy. So they're gonna go, you know, crazy in Philadelphia if the Phillies make it. But as a whole for the baseball fans, I just wonder if it's really that much of a of a win because it sure seems these wildcard teams have momentum going into the divisional series. And that's been the trend the last couple of years. Like Dodgers and having a five-day break, no bueno. Yes. Like correct. history has repeated itself. But also baseball is literally bipolar. The best team does not win. No. It's it's bipolar. It doesn't matter. Like that's actually one of the most frustrating things is that like it, I mean if you're the league because you have to be saying, okay, how can we count on anything in the in the postseason when all of our teams just like like our best teams get knocked out? Like I absolutely hate the three game series mm-hmm. because baseball is about these long, drawn out series and numbers and all of this stuff, and to get four sweeps. Crazy. Oh, I, I even think five brutal. is too short, to be honest. Like, yeah. If you're really truly trying to determine it. I mean, it's yeah, in a, in a in a blink of an eye. I mean, yeah, it just it it goes against everything that is the regular season. But hey, Rangers fans have no problem with it. Uh, hit Monty up at Monty Bolanos. I'm Dan Byer. That's George Reister. The Chiefs are driving again, up seven on the Vikings. As Travis Kelsey, who is back in the game, just set up a first and goal scenario. And while we were talking baseball, Joe Burrow's like, "Well, I'm just going to throw another touchdown pass to Jamar Chase." The third time that the uh, duo is connected today. Hey, Jamar, squeaky squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> it also helps that there's no T Higgins today. So that really <laughs> because well, true <laughs> because there's. Jamar Chase has been open all day. 17 targets, 14 receptions, now 181 yards and three touchdowns as the Bengals have extended their lead against the Cardinals. 
Uh, the Cardinals defense not showing very much resistance. Even the turnover that they had on Burrow was because the wide receiver slipped and ended up uh, going into the defender's arms. So that's how Arizona got their turnover. But Arizona, not out of it yet. Still 11-point game, 748 left to go in that one. And the Chiefs now facing a second and goal. And the Eagles have got it into the red zone now against the Rams. Uh, Monty told you it's 20-14. to 14. That is where it remains. Uh, but the Eagles are driving as they are now just six minutes left in that game in L.A. Again, hit George up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. Travis Kelsey has gotten into the end zone. There yeah, baby. A touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes, and he just did Taylor Swift's dance. No, I'm kidding. He did not. He oh, did well, not. Well, that's a lie. I didn't. That was a lie. I, I made that up. That was. That was. He should have done it. That he was. Done it. That is, he should have been like, shake it off, shake it he, off. He, he did. He, sh- he was able to shake off that ankle injury and come back and score for the uh, Chiefs. Uh, that here. ankle injury is not going to feel good tomorrow because he <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, 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 because he's got that dope in him right now. Uh, he's uh, scoring drives six minutes and 27 seconds, covering 74 yards on 11 plays as uh, Harrison Butker is on to add the extra point. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. A look at your fantasy numbers. Butker's extra point is good, so it's a 14-point lead. But also coming up next, is there such a thing as too much football? We discuss next here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Towards Red Zone Radio, I'm Dan Byer. He's the NFL vet George Reister on a Fox Football Sunday. Just field goals to tell you about. Jets kicked one. They're up eight on the Broncos with 12-19 left to go in the game. The Eagles kicked one. They're up nine on the Rams, just 4-0-6 left in the game in L.A. The Bengals are about to attempt a field goal, up 11 on the Cardinals with 6-36 left to go. And the Chiefs have a 27-13 lead on the Vikings, end of the third quarter in Minneapolis Again, the Vic- or excuse me, the Chiefs extending their lead after that Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey touchdown. The Vikings have the ball in Chiefs territory, a first and 10 on the Kansas City 33-yard line when they begin the fourth quarter. He's George Reister. Hit him up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. We'll get a look at some fantasy numbers in a bit from Monsi Bolaños. But I do want to ask you this, George. On a day where second straight week we've had a London game early, then you have the 1 o'clock Eastern time window, then basically the 4 o'clock Eastern. you got a great game tonight, Cowboys and Niners. Tomorrow we've got Packers and Raiders coming off of Thursday's game. Is there such a thing as too much football? Because I today was a day, and maybe this is me, the husband, or maybe the dad, or figuring out a way. I, I've always said I could do away. If there was one game you could take away, I could do away with Sunday night football. Because I've got football all day Sunday. I have the 1 o'clock Eastern time games. You have the 425 Eastern time games. Throw in a London game, I'm fine. I don't need Sunday night football because I've got Monday night football the next day to, to cure me. But my question is, like, is there too much? And the reason I say that is you have two, uh, four teams on bye this week. We had six games in the early window. We've got four good ones here. But that's a lot of football to, to wake up at you know nine Eastern time in the morning, take you all the way to eleven o'clock Eastern time at night. Is there such a thing as too much football, George? Well, and we are in the midst of like a fifty-three, fifty-three out of fifty-four stretch day stretch where there's football every single day b- between college and the NFL. Yep, I even tweeted about that a week ago. Like somebody made a, a similar like post, and I'm like. I'm cool with no football on Wednesdays. Honestly, like it's, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine. It gives me a breather, gives me the opportunity to recalibrate, and it makes me – like the absence of football because of the short window that the season is is a reason why I think I love it so much. I, I would say for uh, me, nope, nope, there is – see, dur- during football season, I don't think that there's ever too much football. Sometimes I do think that you get too much football when they're – like when they're trying to, you know m- – make us believe in these spring leagues and yes. and i'm actually see it's weird because on one on one hand i'm happy for those players right because they get opportunities to do you know to fulfill their dreams and sometimes those guys end up on your favorite teams so i am all in on the spring leagues uh, but at the same time i do know that the reason why they don't rate well and probably never will is because people are like there's like you have devoted so much of your life to football and you know like you miss out on events or you or you sacrifice this because you want to watch the uh, games and there has to be a part of the year that 
you're willing to give back to your family, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that you're like, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll show up to uh, this during, during football season. If it ain't a kick game, I'm probably not going. Sure. And, and I would say this, like college football affords you. And I, I know you're a huge college football fan. I'm a big college football fan, but if there was a time where I needed to, you know, hit the governor a little bit, slow down, you know, to, the the watching it actually does come on college football Saturdays. I watch yours this. does no yeah, my, mine comes on Sunday. Probably. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about me here. I'm yeah. not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Mine comes here because what I, what I do is I I watch you know I watch when Ohio State plays. I try to watch the big game, but there's usually a window where I'm like, okay, I can I can take a we could take a breather here with the games that are on and, and it happened last night for you know about seven o'clock eastern time was not really locked in in a lot of the late games last night was able to catch the end of the usc arizona game but i think that's how a lot of football fans college-wise will watch they'll watch their school and then maybe they can do their other things yeah and i think that's the case with the nfl in terms of watching your favorite team but i do think that more there's more casual nfl watching and that's why i just bring up is there is there too much if you're starting and you have basically a quadruple header like we have today like is it necessary especially when we have a game on monday night and i just i know sunday night is now the biggest product it's the where the money is spent it's where the top marquee games end up most times but if I could do away with one, and it's been like this for a couple of years, I could do away with Sunday night football. I'm fine wow. with the London morning games. I See, feel bad I like for the- Sunday night football because after we get off, then Sunday night football come comes on, and we've started a new like family tra- tradition of Sunday night with the with the uh, in laws and my parents over, okay, and everybody, and we have like Sunday Sunday dinner. So and we watch the game together. Oh, that's well. That's nice. That's nice that you can do that. That's a good way to take advantage of it. For yes. me, I'm like I'm so good. So then I get to do both. <laughs> and, and well, the other thing is, I look at like I I've never lived in the Eastern Time Zone. I lived in the Central Time Zone. I've lived out here in, in uh, Pacific Time Zone. The one o'clock Eastern Time start is tricky, and they probably deserve a London game. Yeah, have one at nine thirty Eastern Time, nine Eastern Time. Get that bad boy going. Like I am, I am all for that. Uh, let's see if Monty Bolanos is all for. Uh, football is she is going to give us a look at some fantasy numbers from week five in the NFL. Say go, go, go! Fantasy hits and misses. Uh, Vikings just got into the end zone. Oh, we'll good. How in a good. Second. I'm happy to hear that because I have cousins. So that's good. Alexander Perfect. Madison, uh, touchdown pass. I also from Kirk have him, but I have him on the bench. I put in Brees Hall instead. Okay. Oh, good, oh, well good work. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Yes, I did. That's You'll have to was... come on. I want your flex, you know, sometime. <laughs> Give us your fantasy insights. You know, no, it's just because it was the Broncos and uh, they've struggled. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in Brees Hall. All right, guys. So some fantasy minis- misses in quarterbacks. Mac Jones, they didn't score anything today. He was 12 of 22 for 110 yards and two interceptions. No bueno. Daniel Jones, no bueno. 14 of 20 for just 119 yards today. That was it. Running backs, Gus Edwards, why did I play you? 12 carries, 48 (laughs) yards. That's it. Najee Harris, 14 carries, 37 yards. Also one one reception, three yards. That's it. Wide receivers, Nico Collins, three 
three receptions, just 39 yards. And again, the Patriots didn't score at all. So if you had either of their wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne or Devontae Parker, no bueno. Bourne, two catches, 43 yards. Parker, two catches, 20 yards. I no had Hunter bueno. Henry, uh, zero catches, zero yards so at today least for Hunter Henry. You know, you could just say he didn't play. You could just be like, he didn't even go in. He- <laughs> I should have played me instead. <laughs> no bueno, kids. No bueno. But, yeah. A rough day if you're rough. any Patriot. Yes. Uh, by the way, brotherly well, shove just rough, worked again. Rough two weeks. Rough. Rough season. Rough. rough. month. Yeah. <laughs> We're sounding like dogs. Rough. Rough. Rough, rough. The Eagles uh, just converted on a third and short. Is that all the bad numbers you got, Monty? You got anything That's else? That's it. All That's right. it. Also, this music, is this the Waterworld music? I'm not sure. What is this? I think this is something our, our imaging, maybe it's a Ricky I'm, I'm going back to my days at I Universal like it, Studios. Though. I'm taking my guests into Waterworld. That's what I feel like I'm doing. Dude. I, I love the Waterworld show. I don't think this is it. So I, so I had never been you. to the Waterworld one until a couple of years ago, even though I've been so many so so many times. We did like this um like this this tour there. Yeah, that's what I and, used to do. Yeah, dude. And when you <laughs> yeah, and when you do like the little the uh, little tour and you get a chance to skip the lines, it's amazing. Yeah. Did you guys like the movie Waterworld? Um never, not never seen really. it. Yeah, never yeah, I've never seen it either. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was... It was uh, a flop, but internationally, yeah. it was a success. I didn't know if it was better than the Patriots season right now, because that is yes. something we're going to dive into more of. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Monty Bolaños. It's week six in the NFL. And again, I do think that drastic changes may need to be made in New England. I'll tell you about it next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, here's where we are. Bengals going to be taking some knees. They're likely going to leave Arizona with a victory. Just need to run off two minutes and ten seconds of the clock. The Eagles are playing it safe. The Rams are going to need a miracle to get back in it. The other two games, yeah, hanging in the balance, as you heard Monty say. Minnesota's getting the football back. They're only down seven to Kansas City. We are keeping our eye on what's happening in the Twin Cities. 8.55 left to go in that one. While in Denver, if Sean Payton is really going to stick it to Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to need Russell Wilson to cook and do his magic. Right now, Jets up on the Broncos 24 to 13. 647 left to go as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. And George, for good measure, the Eagles have lined up in their brotherly shove for uh, one last play. This one was from two yards out and I don't think Jalen Hurts got it so that tells you something that it works on fourth and one the reason they just ran it here they were up nine they were inside the Rams 10 yard line there's a minute left on the clock no point in kicking a field goal really doesn't do a ton for you except put you up two touchdowns as opposed to a touchdown and a field goal but the Eagles just run their short yardage play. Now the Rams are down nine with a minute left and going to have to go 90 yards to at least get their first score. But see there, it doesn't work from two yards out. It does from one, but from two yards out, a little too much to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And that's actually much smarter than doing a kickoff than, uh, because if you do a kickoff, then there's a chance it can get returned and everything else. Oh, my Lord, Russell, Russell Wilson just took a shot. Lord. The Broncos, uh, with a penalty, get into Jets' territory. But again, they're down 11, 628 and counting to go 
in that game. Zach Wilson almost turned it over, had a scramble, and then um, was hit. I thought maybe the ball came loose before he uh, was going down, but he dove, and so the whistle was stopped, and the Jets ended up kicking a field goal. That's where we are. We told you that the Bengals just need to run two minutes and ten seconds off the clock. Cardinals don't have any timeouts. Second down and eight at the two-minute warning. They just hand off to Joe Mixon. Gets about a yard or so, but the clock is ticking again. Cincinnati about to win in Arizona. Nothing went right for the Patriots for the second straight week. Losing to the Saints, 34 to nothing. Mac Jones benched uh, for Bailey Zappi. Bill Belichick meeting with the media after today's embarrassing loss. Bill, what went into the decision to sit down Mac during the later stages of the game? Is he still your quarterback going forward? Yeah, there was a lot of problems. It certainly wasn't all him. Certainly wasn't all him. Um, He is right about that. If you want to look at the standings in the NFL right now, the New England Patriots, really, George, one of the five worst teams in the NFL. And after the past two performances, I mean, Derek Carr couldn't throw a yard uh, past five yards down the field last week. Uh, with his shoulder injury and a loss to the Buccaneers. Uh, the Saints had no troubles with them. Offense wasn't good. Defense wasn't good. Uh, I'm sure the special teams wasn't good. Uh, the Losing 34 to nothing a week after losing 38-3 to now now makes you, you wonder. And you had some strong opinions on Bill Belichick when it comes to the obvious connection in Tom Brady. And just for the audience that missed it, I'll give you the floor because that's going to be the jumping off point of what I think is even a bigger discussion. So, Bill Belichick, who is one of the greatest coaches of all time, has had a ton of success. Won six Super Bowls, all, all, all those things. Like You can't take any of that away. But there is a legitimate question that needs to be answered about, about his future there and – or, and either how they are going to make changes because there have to be some changes. Um, either he's going to have to give up some of the control on roster because he has spent his whole, you know, the better part of the last two decades having personnel control. And he has traded away players who were still really, really good. And he likes to find bargains and we we all like to find bargains we all like to find you know opportunities sure but but there there there's an element of you get what you pay for a little bit right and and in the nfl there is a like you do need high-end players on some on some level chip kelly tried this with the eagles when he started getting rid of guys because it was the system, it was the system more than anything else. And I think Chip learned from uh, that. And But Bill was able to, you know, get uh, Welkers and... and Edelman's. Uh, yeah, yep. Edelman's and all of this stuff. But those guys weren't great players. It was more Tom. Granted, they turned out to be really good players. Sure. But, but, but you saw what he was able to do when you gave him Randy Moss. Yes, and and just to quick interject, the Broncos have scored Russell Wilson to Adam Troutman, three-yard touchdown pass. Their first two-point conversion attempt, Wilson got sacked, but there was a defensive penalty on the Jets, so they redid it again, and the Broncos have cashed in. So it's a three-point game. Jets on top of the Broncos, 24-21, 4-44 left to go. You mentioned Randy Moss and part of this Patriots conversation. It's also Moss was damaged goods in essence. 
coming yeah. off of of what happened with the Raiders. So there wasn't as much of the risk of like acquire like he obviously is top tier talent, but not like you were paying a premium to bring Randy Moss. Very in. true. Very so. true. And and that's actually the like is Bill Belichick gonna be okay with that? With with paying the premium that it's going to take to like move up and draft CJ Shroud. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To move up and draft whoever it is that that is your future guy and to not just try to get the old gang back back together and give your young quarterback a top coordinator because he ruined Jones last year because he had a solid rookie year and then last year you give him Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator that was mal malpractice that was ego that was arrogance it was nepotism almost if because he wanted to make sure that his boy got got the rest of his money and he did it to the detriment of the team and there needs to be a conversation about Bill Belichick and his future, because without Tom Brady, didn't have a good time in Cleveland. Damn sure not having a good time, except for the Matt Castle year in uh, Boston. Well, you know, and, and I'll say this, because I have defended Belichick. The the time in Cleveland, he did take them to the playoffs. Like there was, he did, and I know it wasn't to a Super Bowl, but he did. And then the team ends up um Basically saying we're going to be leaving town, yeah, and so it wasn't the greatest of ends in Cleveland. And I've defended Belichick, and if I had to take a side on Belichick or Brady, I think if you've heard my history here on the network, I've sided with Belichick. But I've also gotten to the point, George, and I don't think that this is flip flopping. But we had Ben Volan on the Doug Gottlieb show earlier this week. Ben Volan covering the NFL, based out of New England, writing for the Boston Globe, and Ben was talking about how. The Patriots just have missed on draft picks, you know, top-level draft picks. And if you want to put Mac Jones, even though it's maybe not Mac Jones's fault in your mind, they haven't hit on a lot of those. And the ones that they also did hit on were maybe the Julian Edelmans. You know, they brought Wes Welker over from Miami. Uh, we know, you know, Gronk was a second-round pick. Like, there were, there were a lot of pieces that they got in, in their drafts that they were able to turn into very, very good very, very good players. Uh, you know, you Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans, you know, right now, came over from Pittsburgh. You know, he it wasn't like Mike Vrabel was the premier defensive end. So everything that you're saying, George, I think is correct in how they've now supplied their roster in not hitting on their draft picks, now not hitting on some of these free agents that you thought you could get on the cheap has ended up being a bad roster. And now if I'm Robert Kraft, I'm saying to myself – Okay, what are my options here? I'd love for him to break down Shula's record as a Patriots head coach. But how much time do you have as an owner to sit there and wait around for a Super Bowl? And I and this is going to be crazy to say, but in the ever-changing world of the National Football League, Bill Belichick has been a genius for, you know, four or five decades in this game. I'm not taking that away from him. How much do you want to wait and then wonder if maybe, okay, maybe the game has passed him by in the essence of doing both jobs, um, figuring out schemes, figuring out today's NFL. Because you don't lose 38-3 to and 34 to nothing on back-to-back weeks that often in the National Football League. And it, and it seems like this team is, is, is one that is in, in desperate need of some sort of shot in the arm. And I don't think you get that in New England. I don't think that's a, you know, 
a fun place to play, as we've heard in the past. People have talked about, yeah, it's not fun to play in New England. Oh, it's probably really and, not fun when you're one and four and have oh, been outscored and, seventy-two and to three. Mac Jones, he was not well today. Let's just let's just say that he was not well either after a few of the hits. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He needs to get a little bit examined at this point point G- in time too. Uh, let's. I, and I'm not. I don't want to be hot takey. Okay, this is because I'm not. I'm not doing this for clicks. But when you look back in the history of the National Football League, I I go back to Dallas and when Jerry Jones took over the Cowboys. Obviously, there was the tough decision to clean everybody out. Tech Schramm is gone. Tom Landry's gone. Sorry for the younger listeners; those names may not resonate. But at the time, it was a really big freaking deal. You know, like these these legends that that were for the Dallas Cowboys were moved out, and you just wonder, you just wonder in a scenario here where, by the way, the Chiefs are up on the Vikings by seven, four forty nine left to go, and on a fourth down, with Justin Jefferson not in the game for Minnesota because of an injury, questionable to return. Jordan Addison likely just drew a pass interference flag that could have the Vikings set up on the doorstep. We'll see what Bro, the call he just is. Threw it up for grabs because because he was getting getting hit literally, and which is what he was supposed to do because there was nothing else that Kirk Cousins could could do. Yeah, and that that was a fourth down play, and the Chiefs fourth are trying to say that the ball was was tipped and. Now we're getting an explanation, and obviously it's difficult because we can't hear what they say. Now that they are saying there was no foul on the play, and so they have wiped the flag away, so the Chiefs will take over up seven, four forty left to go. We oh, know how Kansas City. Wait till can the work internet the gets a hold of this one, buddy. <laughs> There's, wait till the internet gets a gets a hold of this one. As as for what's happening in Denver, the Jets are up three on the Broncos, but the Jets have driven into Denver territory. But they face a third and five. Denver has one timeout, 225 and counting, but it's 24-21. Jets on top of the Broncos as the Broncos, again, have the football in Jets territory. A field goal would be nice. A first down would be magnificent for the New York Jets. They don't care. They, they want to get these five yards. You don't want to kick a field goal and, and, and only be up six and give the ball back to Denver. But that's, that's where we are. So the Chiefs now take over first and ten. My point is, if you're going to take over for Bill Belichick, and you're gonna that era in New England. You can't do it. You can't do it uh, tiptoeing. Nope. Right. And, and everything it, must go. Yes. And the question is: is I think Bill Belichick has earned the opportunity to see this out, to see if hey, if they do land a top five pick or a top three pick, to get that franchise quarterback to see how it works. But sometimes things in the NFL aren't fair. And I think that Belichick showed in Cleveland what he could do. I think he showed early on in his career when Brady wasn't the Tom Brady that that we now know that he was a, a reason why they won Super Bowls, that it wasn't just all Tom Brady. But I just wonder if you just need to to blow it up, bring it, make a splash hire, because I don't think like a mediocre sort of hire would work in that sort of scenario. Jimmy See, Johnson was a splash a, hire. I don't, I don't think you need a splash hire. I just think that you need a good hire. I mean, it's it's like was was Mike but, Tomlin a splash hire when when the, when they got rid of Cower? I mean, because because Cower was a Super Bowl winning coach, and it was just time for him to go. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like it was. It wasn't that they but, were. Yeah, it was just time. He didn't have the the resume that he didn't have the resume that 
Bill Belichick has. Well, nobody does. No, yeah, no, and and that's but why, like, right. like to just to, like to to try to to try to work in that shadow, just like it was difficult to work in Tom Landry's shadow. Like that's like at, at some point, that's what it may come to in New England, and I don't know if the if it's sooner or rather than later, but. Uh, you're, you're not only going to have to get a new head coach, you'd have to get a new general manager and someone to run your front office as well. And that sort of cachet could allow you to lure a big name. So the Broncos have just turned it over, or turned over Zach Wilson oh, that's tough. on a third that, and five. Zach Wilson has been doing a good job today. Bad ball placement. And then uh, Garrett Wilson couldn't come up with it. And then Patrick Sertain gets a Christmas present. Now, the good news for the Jets is the Broncos have at first and 10 at their own three. Now, they only are up – the Broncos are down three. Jets are up 24-21. But with one timeout and 214 left to go, Denver's going to have to go about uh, 60 yards to get into into field goal range here. It is in Denver, so you can – you know, you have a – They have plenty of time and a timeout. Yes, but it is a Jets defense that has been, uh, you know, yeah. kept the Broncos pretty much in check. Yeah, I just, he, did, he didn't even have a, over 100 yards until after that drive. I, I think that there's there's just to go back to the New England thing and then we'll we'll uh, we'll get back to these late games, George. This decision is not going to the decisions that you and I are talking about are not going to come this week. They're going to come in january or february yeah, for sure you know to see how this plays out i think that bill belichick has earned the opportunity to see if they get a top five pick a top three pick if this season goes as bad as it, as it is that means see- you're giving them at least two more two more years correct yes and that's the problem and that's i i don't know if bob Kraft has that sort of patience no, two at least two more years because because if you draft a rookie that doesn't mean he's ready so like, so like, you got to assume that you need to. I, you, if you draft a rookie quarterback, I think you have to assume that you need to sit him for a year. You may not need to, but but I think that that's the way that you have to go into it. Here's the other scary thing: it's not only trusting Bill Belichick; it's trusting the the guys that he put in charge around him. And as you just laid to out, to draft the you, right guy, yes, and and to produce and to develop that right guy, and that's a whole other question. So, yeah, Boston sports talk. You're going to have a field day this week as if they didn't have it enough last week. He's Bill George Belichick's Reister. Belichick's got to go. <laughs> I'm Dan Pyre. Uh, Bengals won. Eagles closed out the Rams. So we got two games going on. Chiefs up seven on the Vikings. Two-minute warning. They're facing a third and six at their own 41. And the Broncos have the football down three against the Jets. Two-minute warning. They're going to have it first and ten at their own 25. We'll bring in the conclusions of the late game. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television 
today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My, how things have changed. Welcome back. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And the Minnesota Vikings have just fallen short against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs win 27-20. to It's a final in Minneapolis. We'll dive into that. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It's a Fox Football Sunday Red Zone Radio in Week 5. And the Broncos and Jets are about to end things in the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl in Denver. Jets up 31-21. to Yes, when we last left you, it was 24-21. Quincy Williams, the sack of Russell Wilson, forced the fumble, picked up by Bryce Hall. He took it the rest of the way for a defensive score. So the Jets are up 10 on the Broncos with 23 seconds left. It's the only game that we've got going on in week five. I want to talk about this Chiefs-Vikings game, George, because I know you're when you played, you were a tight end, you were an offensive player. There's a lot that Kirk Cousins gets flack for, some fair, some unfair. And if you remember last year and their uh, loss to the Giants on wild card weekend and they had an attempt at the end of the game, Kirk Cousins threw it to a check down when they uh, needed to get substantial yardage on a fourth down play and the game ended. Here on a play with five seconds left, 45 yards away, Kirk Cousins doesn't even get a Hail Mary pass up, ends up taking a sack. I know the, the chances were slim to none for Minnesota, but does Kirk Cousins deserve criticism for not even getting a pass off now as the Vikings had one last hope against the Chiefs? Yes. Yes, he does. I mean, it, like, it, it's Kirk Cousins is so weird, dude. Like, it's so weird to judge him because he's, like, good and terrible at the same time. It's 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 like the biggest enigma because, like when you look at his games, he's twenty nine for twenty. He was twenty nine for forty seven for two eighty four, two touchdowns, no picks, and he didn't. So he didn't account for a turnover all game, right? 
And then on the on the season, he came into the game not obviously Justin Fields not counting because he had played an additional hey. game. But as the league leader in touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, four picks for 1,200 yards. So it's like you can't say the man can't play, but it's something it's it's the weirdest thing. Yes. It's it's something that you can't put your that you can't quantify that you can't put your finger on that like that something just is not like, like, like there's a difference between him and elite like like and you don't know what it is because when you look at his stats and like when when you look at his fantasy numbers and he's not even a running quarterback he's always a top 10 quarterback and you can't figure out why it just doesn't work like the like there's nothing that about it that says that this should not work the but it doesn't the jets have just beaten the broncos a two-second handshake and a pat between Sean Payton and Robert Sala. Now watching to see if there is a Nathaniel Hackett Sean Payton uh, handshake. There's no point. You don't shake hands with the with the coordinator. That's beneath you as the head coach. You know you know better than that, Dan. You you are the handshake police. I am. I truly am. I do think that certain star players should only shake hands with either former pro teammates or college teammates or players at their level. I don't think that the long snapper. How about, how about somebody that they work out with? That's fine. They have a personal relationship, but some of these randos shaking the star's hands. Yeah, but you don't – how can you govern that? You you have no idea who Tom Brady knows, how, who he works out with, or anything else. Uh, they, the, they went to commercials, so we did not see any Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton handshake, despite Sean Payton's comments about Nathaniel Hackett's tenure in Denver. But uh, the Jets get the last laugh. Hackett, by the way, was worked up on the sidelines. Back to the handshake sort of deal – it's it's just a matter of wasting time. You know what we've heard a lot more about is exchanging jerseys, right? The jersey exchange. We saw last year when Jamison Williams, now in his second year with the Lions, but when he was a rookie last year, asked Aaron Rodgers for Rodgers' jersey after the season finale. And Rodgers is like, yeah, I think I'm going to keep this one. All right? Like, even if he didn't want to keep it, you don't do the swap with Jamison Williams. You, like, you would do it with... Jared Goff, like your counterpart, the quarterback, or even Aiden Hutchinson, you know, who had a great rookie season. You're not going to there, – there's certain levels, and you have to realize where you are in that, in, that, in that world of stars in the NFL. So just going up to the star quarterback when you haven't played or had no sort of connection is a waste of everyone's time, and you're only doing it for your own clout. That's, that's what happens. Just watching here, Ravens-Steelers highlights on the TV from earlier today. Pittsburgh gets a win. You know, if a special teamer goes up to Lamar Jackson and he never played with Lamar, didn't go to college, didn't work out from him, not from the same state, and takes up five seconds of his time in the handshake, George, that's five seconds too long. Lamar Jackson has other hands to shake. That's that's what I'm saying. Such a hater. <laughs> it is. I mean, hey. Look at it at a movie premiere. You know, the extras aren't shaking hands with the top stars, right? I mean, it's it's not happening. It's not. It's a waste of time. Extras aren't on the red carpet. Yeah, but the extras also aren't aren't out there aren't out there putting their putting their life on the line either. 
It's totally different. Well, well, but I mean, mm-hmm. I've stopped them. No. I've stopped them. No. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I, I heard that hesitation. It's a, you're trying it's okay, to Dan. say that there's a brotherhood with everyone yes. who sets who, exactly. who wears a helmet and jersey. Exactly. Uh, and I would just say that there there are different responsibilities for certain people. Hey. Same thing in the NBA. You know, if you're the 12th guy, you know, you're the last one on the bench, maybe you're not dabbing up Steph Curry afterwards. Leave that for the stars. Leave that for the other stars. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, the Kirk Cousins thing is real, though. It is. And and you're right. The numbers that he has, that he has put up, it's tough to argue. And, you know, they, they lost to the Eagles earlier this year. And Kirk Cousins had magnificent numbers in that game. He wasn't the reason that they lost the game. Wasn't the reason that they lost today when he was trying to throw that last Hail Mary pass. He didn't have Justin Jefferson in the game. That's really going to hurt when you're an offense and you're trying to score as, as Jefferson was dinged up. So you didn't have the weapons. But when it comes down to it again, now in a situation, he didn't even get a pass off. You know, just kind of turtled up and thought he could maybe escape it. But then it just, it just the game kind of ends on a whimper. Travis Kelsey was actually in the game, in the end zone, playing defense for the Chiefs. He didn't even have to jump up and try to bat a pass down because it never, never was even thrown. That's just the that's just the feeling and the weirdness that you get with Kirk Cousins. It may not be fair, but I'm sorry, it's there. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. That was a pretty good rhyme. Monty Bolaños is here. <laughs> Give us our final update, all of the action in Week Five, right now, completed or yet to begin. Monty, what do you got? Well, Aaron Rodgers tweeted, W, hashtag, hack it, heart emoji. Oh. That's what see? he just tweeted one minute ago. I'm telling uh, you, this was. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey I, got a, I, got, I got a conspiracy theory for y'all, right? Okay, go. Check this out. Uh, Zach Wilson continues to play better and continues to play well. And this team is either knocking on the doorstep of a playoff berth or gets a playoff berth. Aaron Rodgers has to take a seat, buddy. Has to take a seat. So We have talked about this before. We have, right? No, we haven't. I thought we did a couple weeks ago. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. That was We talked about, like, the the uh, possibility of like them trading for somebody and then what do you do with him? We we never really fully considered. I thought the it was if the Jets like, are in contention that the reason that they're in con- contention is because Zach Wilson is playing well. Am I experiencing yes, deja vu here? Mont- uh, I I don't remember this conversation. You tune this out anyway. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Thank you, Monty. She's, she's texting Thank Bursch. you for being That's what she's doing right broker. now. So, I, where is he today, by the way? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I am. I don't know. Even if the Jets do well with Zach Wilson, I don't see how Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back if he's healthy. I just don't see that. But I like the conspiracy theory. I like it. The Jets beat the Broncos, guys. That's why we're talking about the Jets. 31-21. Zach Wilson, 19 of 26 for 199 yards. One interception. Brees Hall, though, 22 carries, 177 yards and a touchdown. Russell Wilson, 20 of 31 for 196 yards and two touchdowns in the loss. The Chiefs held on to defeat the Vikings 27-20. Patrick Mahomes, 281 yards and two touchdowns in the air. Justin Jefferson obviously was hurt. He left in the game with a hamstring injury, but he He's one of those fantasy 
misses. Yes. He ended with three catches and 28 yards. So, no bueno. The Bengals looking a little better this week. A 34-20 victory over the Cardinals. Joe Burrow, 36-46, 317 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Jamar Chase probably, you know, saying, I'm always bleeping open. 15 catches, 192 yards, and three touchdowns. And the Eagles beat the Rams 23-14. to Earlier today, the Jaguars were the ones who beat the Bills in London because that's their home. It's their second home. 25 to 20 was the final score. The Falcons with a game-winning field goal to beat the Texans, 21-19. But Houston's quarterback, C.J. Stroud, he set a new record for the most pass attempts without an interception to start a career. He broke Dak Prescott's previous mark of 176 from 2016. In the third quarter, C.J. Stroud Stroud threw his career attempt 177 without an interception. He's good. He's the real deal. Lions cruise past the Panthers 42 to 24. The Colts defeated the Titans 23 to 16. Unfortunately, Anthony Richardson, another game where he leaves with an injury. This time they think it's an AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. X-rays were nev- were negative. He's going to undergo an MRI. The Dolphins dominated the Giants 31-16. The Saints crushed the Patriots 34-0. And the Steelers came back from behind to beat the Ravens 17 to 10. George Pickens finally doing what I thought he would be doing. He even had the go-ahead touch down. He had six receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. WNBA Finals Game 1. Aces beat the Liberty 99-82. to Right now, it is still the Rangers all over the Orioles. 11-5 to in Baltimore. They're about to start the bottom of the ninth inning. This is Game 2 of the ALDS. And if you're curious about the AP Top 25, Georgia and Michigan didn't move. Ohio State moved up 1-3. to Florida State moved up 1-4. to Oklahoma, who took down number 3 Texas in that classic Red River rivalry game moved up seven spots, so now they're in at five. Penn State, Washington, Oregon State put. Texas dropped from three to nine, and USC dropped to ten, from nine to ten. All right. So those are the latest. Back to you guys. I don't know if Ohio State's the third. Actually, I know they're not the third best team in the country. (laughs) I think Oklahoma probably should have been at three, or Florida State uh, for that matter, but uh, a lot of football to be played, and a crazy day in college football yesterday. USC, Mm -hmm. you know, dropping that spot because they had barely survived against Arizona. Barely. Yes. It was late. Yes. Should have gone for two after the first uh, conversion, even though they didn't, they ended up losing in overtime on, on the conversion try. Thank you very much, Monty. Hit her up yeah. at Monty Bolaños. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. I didn't mean to throw water on your Zach Wilson thing or try to say we talked about it. I thought we had this yes, conversation. Yes, no, I, did. I didn't. The, mm-hmm. the, the reason that I I thought we had this conversation, George, and, and forgive me if we didn't, was because it seems so far-fetched that Zach Wilson would play well that the Jets would even be in contention that Aaron Rodgers could come back. Maybe that was you know, part of the conversation that we had, but for, for Rodgers to make that comeback, it would mean that the Jets would be playing well, and that would likely mean Zach Wilson would be playing well, right? I mean, that's, that's, the, whole, that's the whole theory and the premise on it. Even though, by the way, the Jets and uh, Jets did outgain the Broncos today, so there can be Nathaniel Hackett's victory lap uh, as well. It helps when Brees Hall rips off seventy-two-yard runs for touchdowns, but that would be the theory that Zach Wilson is playing better, and that's why the Jets are in the playoff hunt. If they if they're like eight and you know I was going to say eight and seven, nine and seven, you know around that point, entering your final game of the year, and Rodgers is healthy. Um, or at least healthy enough to play, I because I felt I agreed actually with your premise, George, thinking about it two weeks ago. 
but I just don't agree with it now. I think that there's I think Zach Wilson has the opportunity to get better. Yes. But if Rodgers does come back and is available, no, abs- absolutely not. Absolutely not. That you can't you can if you are in like the last game of the season and you got to win one to get in the playoffs, that means that Zach Wilson has played well. You cannot put Aaron Rodgers back in there. That would be absolute foolishness and mal- malpractice of coaching. No way. No way, no how. What about if they're Unless sputtering? Zach, Zach what if they're Wilson's sputtering? Hard. What about if it's just they just need something from, you know, they're winning on defense Sputter. and running the ball. Like it's not because of Zach Wilson. You are still running a huge risk putting a dude in there who hasn't played against anybody in, in months. And he doesn't have his timing fully down. All of that. You, you are. Have you ever seen him in the first game of a season? It's terrible. Sure. It's terrible. It, it, yeah. And you would get the exact same. But it is an all-in season. Well, I, it sure feels like it was an all-in season for the Jets. That this was going to be like the time was now. Maybe that is more of an apropos instead of an all-in season. And if the time is now and you aren't getting what you need from your quarterback, again, he did throw an interception on a third and five that did turn the ball over to Denver and allowed the Broncos to you know, at least try to make a comeback before the Russell Wilson fumble. Zach Wilson has played better, and George, I know that you had wanted to give him time, and I'll give you credit for, for sticking by him. He's played better than he has, obviously, in, in his first start that he had against Dallas and then what he did against New England. The last two starts that we saw on Sunday night against the Chiefs and what we saw today against the Broncos were better. So there is progress. So there does seem to be some change. And, and maybe in, in your words, we need to give him more time. But still, if, if it's just a defense and running the football-led team, I just I, I think you do have to consider it. I had lived in fantasy world previously, George, where I thought it was all hypotheticals. Yeah. And now we're in week five, and you're like, okay, well, they, you know, they picked up another win. Maybe things have changed. Now looking at it a little bit more seriously. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer, live for the TireRack.com studios. Hit George up at George Reister. Find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, our MVPs, and what an NFC showdown we've got tonight. Cowboys and Niners, we discuss next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Radio, week five in the NFL. You're on a Fox Football Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Cowboys and Niners tonight. We'll get George's pick coming up in just a little bit. Hit him up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. But right now, it's time for our MVPs for Week 5, brought to you by Progressive. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's go! Most valuable plays. Hey, let's go! Bears at Commanders. Field stairs down the left side. Pass is caught by Moore. Down the sideline. And nothing but green grass. He is gone, baby. Touchdown, DJ Moore. Bears Radio Network. Jaguars at Bills. And running again with ETN. He bursts out of there. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Travis ETN. That'll put a nail in this thing. WJXLAM 1010 and FM 92.5 Jaguars Radio. Texans at Falcons. Kick is away. It is perfect. 21-19 the final. Young Way Koo kicks the game winner. 92.9 the game. Falcons Radio Network. Panthers at Lions. Goff gives to Montgomery, hesitates, then over the left side, bounce, stop, tackle, 35, there he goes, left sideline, 30, he could go, 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions, David Montgomery, 42 yards. 97.1, the ticket, Lions Radio Network. That's how you win. Titans and Colts. Quick shotgun snap for Richardson, big run for the Colts, there they go. Indianapolis inside the 20, Zach Moss the 10, he's at the 5, Colts Radio Network. Giants and Dolphins. They give it to A-Chan. With great speed down the sideline. Nobody's going to catch him. Touchdown Miami. Fox Sports 940 Dolphins Radio Network. Saints and Patriots. Takes the snap out of the shotgun. Saints bring four. Call Grants and the ball's picked off. That's Tyree Matthews. 15, 10. He will walk into the end zone. Pick six for the Saints. WWL Saints Radio Network. Ravens and Steelers. Big rush. And the ball is out. It. And the Steelers pick it up. DJ one and Heisman. And you can say WDVE 1025 FM Steelers Radio Network. Bengals at Cardinals. Burrow in the gun. He catches at the eight. He fakes to Mixon. Backpedaling to the 13. Throw. Oh. 
Jamar Chase on the back line of the end zone with his third touchdown catch as he sets a new Bengals record with his 14th catch. Bengals Radio Network. Chiefs and Vikings. Mahomes, they look to Kelsey. No side, he makes the catch and rolls into the end zone off the right shoulder. And he flips the ball in the air. Touchdown, Kansas City. 106.5 The Wolf and the Chiefs Radio Network. Eagles and Rams. Hurts into a long count. He's back. He's looking. He fires. And it is complete for a touchdown to Dallas Gunner. 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. Jets and Broncos. Russell Wilson in the shotgun. Russell Wilson being chased. He'll be sacked. The ball pops out. Loose on the far side. It's scooped up. Bryce Hall runs down the right sideline at the 10. Jets Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Gibbles for everybody! This is Fox Football Sunday. Again, those are our progressive plays of Week 5 in the NFL, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So the last time we saw the Niners and Cowboys on the same field was the NFC Divisional Playoffs. We saw Zeke Elliott get trucked. We saw Dak uh, dumping off under pressure. Uh, Tony Pollard broke his leg in that game. It was a rough day for Dallas. Niners left with a 19-12 victory. George, how does it play out tonight as the teams play in the premier Week 5 matchup in Santa Clara? Man, we're we going to figure out where the if the rubber meets the road. Well, the rubber's going to meet the road. It's just going to matter of, of if, the, if it's going to be a good game and push back from both sides or whether one side is going to end up with skid marks all over them. <laughs> and it's a lot of people that don't think that the Dallas Cowboys have a chance. And for that very reason, Dan, I'm giving them a chance. That makes sense. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that this team is – they're a proud team, and they know how much that this team means to them. And I mean, how much this game means to them, and they're not going to want to come out there and get embarrassed on national television, knowing what it's going to look like on the shows and everything tomorrow. Nah, nah. I would also say that I know this is a backhanded compliment towards the Cowboys. Uh, the game doesn't mean as much. It's a regular season game. There's not as much at stake as there would be in a playoff game. So maybe you could play a little bit looser if you're Dallas tonight. I just hope you get a good football game. I do think Dallas is competitive. I do think that the Niners end up pulling away, though, and winning this one. Uh, It should be noted, Robert Sala obviously gave a game ball to Nathaniel Hackett in the Jets locker room after their win against the Broncos. so precious. Of course, and that's going to be right on the mantle in the background for any interview that he does. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We're live from the TireRack.com studios, and we will talk to you again in week six here on Fox Sports Radio. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum status is earned with 12 Phillips over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.